0: Y'all, I know that owning a reactive dog is daunting. It's overwhelming. It's stressful. But I want to give you tools. I want to make your life easier. So that is why I created Reactive Redefined. Reactive Redefined is an online course for reactive dog owners uh, so that you have the skills to improve your dog's reactivity and to make outings more enjoyable. So if you'd like to learn more about Reactive Redefined, head over to my website, agfdogtraining.com click Reactive Redefined to learn more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I have one of my wonderful Reactive Redefined students with me tonight, and she is going to share all about her experience inside of Reactive Redefined. So Erica, why don't you tell us about yourself? Tell us about your dog.
1: Sure. Yeah. So my name is Erica and my dog is the wonderful Bear. Um, Bear is almost four years old. Um, we adopted him um just about a year and a half ago in March of 2019 um so it'll be almost two years um and he is the ultimate love of my life and the best thing that's ever happened to me um and I am so thankful even through all of his lovely struggles that we go through um he's definitely the the dog for me and challenges me in all the right ways uh for sure
0: (laughs) yes okay so how old was Bear when you adopted him
1: so he was a little over two years old when he had when we adopted him. Um, so we adopted him from a shelter down in, um, here in Massachusetts. Um, however, he was originally from North Carolina. So the shelter we got from we got him from um, works with a shelter down in North Carolina and brings up dogs pretty much regularly um, up to the New England area to be fostered and adopted. Um, he was really only in the shelter for maybe over a month. Um, according to his paperwork so it was, he wasn't long in, in North Carolina I think almost like five days after he was surrendered in North Carolina he was then brought up to Massachusetts and then almost I think two days after he was brought up to the shelter in Massachusetts we, we saw him and we got him right away so oh my god it, it was good to know that at least he wasn't in the shelter long. however um, it was very clear that um, when he was surrendered at the shelter that um, he needed a lot of help. Um, So he is a healthy 60-pound pit bull, um, pit bull mix, pit bull staffy. However, when he was surrendered at the shelter, he weighed barely 40 pounds. So he was highly emancipated and you could tell just was very neglected. Um, But I am thankful for his previous owners for realizing that they could not care for him um, and did kind of, surrender him at a shelter and not just like let him loose in the world so I am thankful for that so that way he was given a second chance um yeah and I'm glad we were the ones to be able to give him that second chance
0: oh my god okay so in the early days your main focus was getting him healthy yeah
1: yeah so I think um when we first adopted him it was it was funny we got home um the the first night we got home with him we kind of just sat in our living room and just kind of like introduced into our house and I sat down on the floor and I just remember all he did was come up to me and just sit on my lap and he was just so you could tell he was just so thankful and from that moment I mean I say it all the time he just loves to love and sometimes he just doesn't know how to love appropriately (laughs) but he's just like he's just a total like cuddle bug like at the time, I mean, only 40 pounds. He wasn't as heavy, but now at 60 pounds, he still just sleeps right on top of me, and obviously, I love every second of it. Um, but yeah, so the first couple months was all all about just kind of getting him healthy. Other than the weight, he was pretty much over um, pretty much healthy. Um, I think he had some issues where we just worked through. I think he had like an issue with worms or just normal shelter dog things to work through when you adopt a dog, but nothing um, nothing uh, too bad, which, which was, which was good. Um, so I was just feeding him lots of food, which we still continue to do every day. Um, and he, he bulked up real quick. And now he's pretty much like 80% muscle, um, that pit bull body type. Um, but he, he's great. He packed on the pounds pretty quickly. Nice.
0: Nice. Okay. So, um, did you notice some of his reactivity right away or do you feel like that developed a little bit later?
1: Yeah, so it definitely developed over time. I think there was a few things right away that we noticed. Um, one of them being, I think maybe it was like the morning after we brought him home, we were like, oh, let's try to give him a bath because he just smelled like a shelter dog. And so we like went to PetSmart, we got uh, a nice shampoo. It was like, okay, let's, let's go into the bathroom there. And we noticed as soon as we even like tried to convince him to go near the bathroom that he was just completely skittish of the bathroom very suspicious like he put on the brakes like he wouldn't look at the bathroom go near the bathroom and at one point we ended up forcing him in the bathroom because looking back on us never should have forced him in the bathroom but we did at the time uh, and he was just extremely suspicious i wouldn't say fearful i think that's the one thing with bear is it never seems to be out of fear for him it's more out of like suspicion or uncertainty um and I think from there, we kind of make up his own little backstory where I think at some point, my assumption is he was probably locked in a small room because even to this day, he doesn't like small spaces. We don't crate train him at all. Um, we never really needed to, which we are thankful for. Um, he doesn't like small spaces. doesn't like to be like trapped feeling, the feeling of trapped. And then the other thing too, when he had some pretty gnarly scars on top of his head and on the bridge of his nose, which pretty much match where a muzzle would hit. Um, so we think that he was probably locked in a bathroom with a muzzle on and wasn't fed. Is kind of the story we make up. Obviously, we don't know how much that is of true, but um, we're just thankful that's in his past and he lives in a much more comfortable, well-fed life now, which is good. Um, but other than that, for his reactivity, it really wasn't until we kind of took him for a walk and we passed our first dog that we really noticed it. Um, he was Overly like uh, he was just a friendly dog. Um, other than that, I think at the time, uh, if I think back to our first walk, I think the, the main thing was we didn't know what reactivity was. Like, looking back on it, like, did was that word even in my vocabulary? Probably not. Like, I never would have been like, oh yeah, no, I have a reactive dog. Like, seeing him bark and lunch at a dog on a walk, and like, I grew up with dogs in my life and always been around dogs, and something like. I didn't know anything about, um, and I think maybe a month into it, we uh, we made the decision to um, reach out to a local trainer um, that had, like, basic obedience classes, um, so we signed up for basic obedience classes, and we actually went to a, a drop-in class um, prior to the classes just to kind of see things out, and I think at that drop-in class, we then realized, okay, like, something's up with him because he cannot be around all these other dogs, and we can barely hold him back. Um I remember talking to one of the trainers there because we also and I read a description of because they, they offered a, a reactive dog a class at that at that um at that school we were looking into. And I read the description, I was like, Oh, that kind of sounds like my dog. Should we switch classes? And I remember pretty vividly I talked to one of the, the trainers at the um at the class we were looking into and I was explaining to her like, oh, right, there, like, he like barks at dogs, but like, he's not like fearful of them. and doesn't seem to be out of aggressive aggression. And she says, oh, well, he doesn't sound aggressive. He's not reactive. And I think I like cringe now, like remembering her saying that. And I, I'm like, wait, no, like reactivity doesn't mean aggressive. But back then, that's what it was explained to me as. And because she said that, I was like, oh, OK, cool. We'll stick with the basic obedience class and not the reactivity class. Fast forward to one and a half classes later, we then got a call and said, "Yeah, so we don't want Bear to show up anymore because you're, he's um, the other people are complaining that he's interrupting the class because he was barking his head off the entire class and no one could hear a thing because he has such a loud pit bull bark and was just disrupting the class. So we got politely kicked out of the class and they ended up uh, having us get like private in home sessions and." I mean, that lasted a couple weeks, and then we kind of moved on, Um, but it was really kind of then that's when I realized, okay, like, we have a lot more training to do. It's not just teaching them how to sit and lay down, and it's a little bit more than that, Um, but I think that's really was when we really realized, okay, like, okay, reactivity is a thing, and started kind of doing a little bit more research, because from there, I mean, it kind of just slowly just developed as he was just being acclimated to things around him. I mean, at this point, he's Reactive to pretty much anything with wheels, with a motor. Um, if it's a power tool, if, it, if it's something he's suspicious of or isn't part of his normal day, he's going to react in some sort of way. Especially on the TV. Yeah, <laughs> TV reactive, um, which is super fun when we're just trying to watch a movie and then a commercial comes up and it's a dog and then okay, he's automatic training mode. <laughs> Oh my God, so many people listening are like, oh my God, there are more dogs like ours. Oh goodness, yeah. And I think even like five minutes before we were watching, I was just in the other room watching, TV, and there's a commercial with like an animated dog, like outline, it's like the outline of a dog. The dog doesn't bark on the commercial, it's just the outline. And he barks at it because he knows he sees it move and it looks like a dog. So he freaks out at the TV. So um, we continue to work through those things.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, I just want to hear from you, right? Like, what over all of this time, what do you think is the emotional cause behind his reactivity? I know you kind of touched on this, but just kind of to drive this home for people that each individual dog has a different set of emotional motivations for the service behavior of reactivity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think from the beginning, like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't seem to ever be out of a fear or aggressiveness um, with his reactions. Um, it's if- To me, and what I've kind of seen just within the past year and a half, is it's out of his frustration or is his his excitement. Um, Because when he does get to that trigger, so say it is a dog on a leash, we have had interactions where at the beginning, we're like, okay, go meet the dog because you're lunging and pulling. Let me just go bring it to the dog, knowing now that's probably not the best thing to do. Um, However, when that does happen or he does come in with a dog, as soon as he can meet that dog, sniff its butt and get his smells in, he's fine. He might get a little like over overexcited and start to jump and play too much but, but he's good with other dogs he's good with people I think it's just more out of uh just the frustration to not be able to run and get to the, the other dog and then I think with like the things with wheels and motors I mean maybe that's where it gets a little bit fearful but I think it's more so uncertainty um like we do a lot of training now with like bicycles before he if we brought a bike out to him and he would go and like lunge at the tires and try to bite at the tires. And now we were like, okay, no, bikes are fine. And he can actually walk beside a bike when it's in a controlled environment. Um, so we're going to work through those things. But to me, it's more so something out of kind of that frustration um, that he gets with not being able to just kind of do exactly what he wants in that moment. Um, I feel like he doesn't know how to fully process all of his thoughts in his mind.
0: Yeah, no. And I think that so many people listening like, Ooh, did you just describe my dog? Right? Like, and I think that especially for some of the stronger dogs, like physically strong dogs, it becomes more challenging, right? Because there's, like, the physical element of, like, I understand you're frustrated, you want to get over there, but then, like, you're still attached to the freaking leash,
1: right? So, he's, like, he's definitely, uh, dragged me down a hill, and I, I, I think I slid about 30 feet down a hill because I was the smart one that decided to walk down the wet grassy hill instead of on the stairs when we were trying to approach a dog park, and I slid all the way down with there. He's also... <laughs> dragged me when we were sitting on the lawn and there was a bicycle that went by I didn't notice the bike first, but Bear did. So I kind of dragged over, but I mean, yeah, he's, he's 60 pounds of straight muscle. So there's definitely a lot of force behind. Um, sometimes you just kind of start to lose your grip a little bit and can, it can definitely get overwhelming, but um, we've definitely come very far kind of with all of the training we had been doing to lessen those, those moments.
0: Yes. Okay. So I just want to hear from you. So what was attractive to you about Reactive Redefined? Like what drew you to like pull the trigger and like for real sign up for the course?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think from the beginning when you had first released like the first round of classes a couple months ago, I think I was immediately intrigued in it. Um, And I knew I wanted to work with someone that kind of... believed in the same values that we did because I think going back and looking at the previous training we worked at and just now knowing more than I knew then and just thinking back to the oh he's not aggressive he's not reactive I was like and now being able to look back and know that that was wrong I think um we definitely just wanted to work with someone that knew what they were talking about and could relate to our struggles more and I remember just of course I've been following on Instagram for so long just seeing the um the reviews of the first class. I was like, okay, if you're gonna release another one, I'm gonna be a part of round two. Like, It's definitely something that I feel would just um, benefit us. I think for me, it was more for the community, the support and the accountability. I think at the end of the day, when we signed up, um, I made it very clear to myself in my head that at the end of the day, joining this class wasn't gonna be a magical fix. And me just like being a part of the class and reading something online wasn't going to help there it was being held accountable to actually implement these things in his life. Um, But I think at the end of the day, that class gives us, gives me the accountability to like want to share and be like, and want to talk to you about our progress with there and be like, Oh my God, like this happened. And I'm so excited because you showed us these tools and now they're working and everything's wonderful. Um, But then at the same time, be able to be like, okay, we had a really shitty day and this happened. Like, how can I change it and, and improve for next time? So I think, knowing that we had that, have you as that person that we can go to for support and then as well as just everyone else in the classes. I mean, it's like we're all this lovely little react, reactive community of family and friends that we can all just kind of lean on each other's and, and I mean, to me, that's kind of priceless. Um, and it's definitely a, a fantastic thing just to be a part of. Yeah.
0: It's seriously an honor. And I think, you know, just circling back to your, your point about like not having good days, right? Like, I think that having the safe space where you can be super duper honest about like, this didn't work today. Because I think, you know, I think owning a reactive dog, but then a reactive dog in a blocky head package, right? Like that, that presents a different set of emotional challenges on the human end. Mm -hmm. right because you want to do the best for him and you want the world to see how amazing he is but when he presents like lungy barky with a blocky head I think that that can be overwhelming right oh
1: absolutely yeah we definitely have our share of dirty looks we have a a neighbor our neighbor actually has two pit bulls himself um but I think I mean it's the classic like he walks his two pit bulls on choke chains like they're literally like at his leg like I kind of feel bad, a little bit bad for the pit bulls, but he, we actually had a huge reaction in front of their house once when a bike drove by. And I'm like lunging, like bears like lunging after the bike, I'm losing control and he's going crazy barking. And the guy says, oh, is he mean to me? And I'm just like, and I, I at that point, I'm like literally covered in meat slime and he's just like lunging, trying to get to the bike. And I'm just like, oh no, he, he's, he's, he's such a sweetheart. And I think the guy almost took it as sarcasm. Um, but in reality, you know, he is a sweetheart. He's just a little bit misunderstood in these days. And luckily, I was able to talk to the guy when I didn't have Bear and clear for him. But um, it, it's definitely like there's a lot of just preconceived notions. And at the end of the day, Bear is just a misunderstood beast sometimes, but he, he does mean well. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very proud of the moments where I can show people just how amazing he is. And, uh, and obviously, he has his struggles, but he, he always means well. Yeah. So I,
0: I want to hear from you. What is like one or two things that, you know, you can that come to mind um, that you feel like you learned in the course, whether it was brand new or you just like understood it in a new light?
1: Yeah, I think I mean, number one for me was just a very helpful reminder not to take things seriously. So to try to be able to laugh off those moments when I am almost about to lose control and maybe I can't laugh in the moment, but to then be able to be like, Okay. Yeah. No, that happened. I probably looked insane. There did too. But okay, we're gonna move on, and, it, and it's fine. Those things happen. Um, so I think being able to learn to those moments, because at the end of the day, those moments are going to happen, and they, they they do continue to happen. But I think being able to understand how to recover, not only for how to get there to recover quickly, but also for myself, because I think with having a reactive dog, I think as a human, you also somehow develop a reactivity as well. to just the, the, the trigger is whether you're preparing to help your dog with them or afterwards you kind of I mean I know I get anxiety like crazy like if I see a trigger coming okay like what's going to happen like I don't know how, how is this is going to go like I hope it goes well and all those things are running through your head um with the class I've definitely learned a lot of skills not only to help there but to help myself which is just fantastic honestly um and along with that just the uh, just all the tools and like the fun training games to work with there. I think one of the, my most important, my most um, important thing that I learned had to have been um, the look at that game um, that you have shared with us. I think that has been just a total game changer for our reactivity training. And it was something I, I believe I kind of knew of prior to the class, but wasn't, and never really kind of went into it and really was taught how to properly do it. Um, And since then, I mean, it's pretty much our number one, like, training game right now with just getting there more comfortable around his triggers and I think it's we've definitely seen great progress in training through the look at that with like our bicycle training right now we're really kind of honing in on that um, because it's something we can contr- control more than dogs just have another dog to work with but we have a bicycle in the garage that we can work with um, and I think the first time we actually put the, the look at that game into action I couldn't even bring the bicycle out of the garage without being just flipping out of lunging at it and now we're at the point where trevor can, can bicycle out of the garage there can be right there he looks at it he's like okay I, no i'm fine with that and he just goes on with his business doesn't pay attention to trevor on the bike at all which is just mind-blowing to me that 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 even happened i think um with just working and that was really only after one or two sessions with actually going through the steps now admittedly we're still working on it with strangers and bicycles like on the main road but i think just continuing to work on it, I mean, the progress is there, so I know it'll eventually correlate to real-life things, too. Yeah,
0: well, and I want to give you and Trevor some major kudos here, right, because I think that some people have this fictitious image, right, of, like, they sign up for the course, and, like, it just all magically happens, and, like, Um, I I try to be really, like, honest with people, but I didn't have to because you guys already knew, right? You're like, okay, we have to do the work and you're going to tell us how to do do it and support us, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that that's half of the equation, right, is being honest about, like, okay, we have to do this. We have to commit to this. And, like, it's been a total privilege to see... Um, how much progress you guys have made, particularly with the bike, like, holy crap. Right. And like, really, like I gave you some core skills, but you took those and was like, okay, we have this perfect place that we can practice. Right. Like, and, and I'm, I'm so honored to be a part of your journey because you're my ideal client. Right. Because I give you the tools and you go out and you do exactly what you need to do with those tools.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I mean, that was one thing, even like before, like us joining this class, it was my, my new year's resolution to myself at the beginning of this lovely year that we're in right now was to start focusing on bears training. I think looking back to the first year we had them, it was just such, just a, a learning experience for us. And we were just getting a handle on like, okay, it's the first dog that my boyfriend Trevor and I own together. And it's the first dog that I've ever owned that has these struggles, whatever they are. So, um, coming into this year, I really just wanted to, hone in on Bears training and just get a handle of it to make his life better because I knew he was struggling and we were struggling with it um so I think being a part of this of Reactive Redefined this year has really just been like the, the real turning point for us to be able to again just be accountable and really focus on Bears trainings and on our training us ourselves as well um with just at the end of the day just trying to make Bears life as as it can be because that's what he deserves at the end of the day and just make him more and more comfortable with the world around him. Right. And I think, you know, you
0: and Trevor are so amazing, right? Because your interest is making Bear's life better. But I think as a byproduct of that, your lives get to be better too, right? Yes. Because, you know, obviously we want the best for our dogs, but your emotional state and like your quality of life is of the utmost importance to me equally as Bear's, right? And I Absolutely. think that- there's some disconnect, right? Like some trainers are all like, it's all about the dog. But like, it has to be about you guys too, right? Because if your cup isn't full, if you don't feel empowered, if you don't have the skills, you're not going to be nearly as successful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, one day we, we hope to be able to watch TV in peace and calm and not have any reactions to the TV, but we're getting there. Some days we have that. I think actually just yesterday, we came back from a walk. I gave there like the licking net. Settled down, he wasn't barking in our faces, jumped up on the couch and slept the rest of the night. It was a a beautiful night and had no reactions to the TV. About an hour ago, he was barking like crazy at the football game on the TV, and Trevor looked at me and was like, All right, now it's a repeat talking. Now he's reactive to football as well. So it's a new season and we'll we'll, we'll work through it. But I think, again, we we have the tools to work through those things, and we've seen so much progress. out there, but then like you said, help us live a more cohesive life together as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, having the, the, the honest and real conversations that we have in our group calls about like, you're going to have some amazing wins. You will, ha- will have setbacks. There will be challenges. That is normal. That is part of it. Right. And I think that just, I think just that is a baseline that we recognize, like, Oh, it's normal to have up and downs. It's normal that one moment they're really good and sometimes that they're not, right? And just having that and knowing that you're not alone and like bear isn't some special unicorn, you know what I mean? Like, obviously bear is special, right? But like the behaviors that he's displaying, right? Like across yeah, I, the country, right? Like there's so many dogs who who are this, the same as him in that way.
1: Absolutely. I think that was one like thing that really like caught my attention during the group calls is I don't... I think we've ever said an example where someone was like, oh, that happens. I've never heard of that before. Like my dog's never, like there's always was someone that related to it or at least could understand where we were coming from. And it was just so relieving. And I was just like, okay, like my dog isn't as crazy as he comes across. Like there are other dogs like him, I promise. Um, and even like, even if there were other, like other people in the group calls and they would say examples and I couldn't personally relate the exact example I still could be like okay I know I understand like how crushing or concerning that could be that dog if your dog did that and sometimes I was like okay I was like oh like I was almost thankful like oh like bear doesn't do that like oh there's like that's awesome like that's a win for bear because he's not reactive to that and someone else's dog is so like even that kind of helped me put a lot of things into perspective where grass isn't always on the other side and every dog has their struggles and every dog is different um, and kind of what we to help them through it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if listeners want to connect with you and follow along on your journey, can you tell them where they can find you?
1: Absolutely. So bear has a wonderful Instagram page that's run mostly by me. Um, you can follow him on Instagram. It's at bear underscore the pit mix. Um, and we share all about our most, a lot about our struggles, some about our wins and I'm also um, always sharing just his fun personality traits and fun videos that we make so it's definitely a good mix and it's one thing that going back to accountability is posting on Instagram is my way to hold myself accountable and um, it's kind of just our, our, little journey, uh, our little journey together and kind of like our, our live uh, diary of just how our days go every day is different. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. I
0: love it so much. And I'm particularly partial because Bear and Wayland have a lot of similar features. So I'm very attracted to him for that reason. <laughs> they're, they're just oh my God. There. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you spending your evening with me. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about how you can connect with me for training, you can go to my website, agfdogtraining.com. If you'd like more training inspiration and insight, you can follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. If you'd like to become a member and support the podcast, please check us out on Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash disorderly dogs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out out on any future episodes and if you really like this podcast and you want to go above and beyond for me you could leave a five-star review over on apple Podcasts to help more like-minded individuals find us